The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's man-to-man coverage. This is the PFT PM Podcast. And now, your host, Mike Florio. It's a Monday edition of the PFT PM Podcast, May 14. And I'm doing this in kind of a low-tech, high-tech way. I'm not using my typical equipment. I forgot to bring along my portable podcasting machinery, but you know what? We all have cell phone devices that can essentially replicate the podcast studio. I hope the audio quality is satisfactory. If not, you'll get your money back. You may not get your money back from the state once you start placing bets, unless you place bets the right way, and that is the subject of today's PFT PM podcast, the landmark ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court that legalizes gambling, more accurately, allows the various states to legalize gambling if they choose to do so. What does that mean as a practical matter? Well, for now, it doesn't mean anything, at least not immediately, because states are going to need time to process this ruling and launch their own betting programs. New Jersey will be ready to go within a matter of weeks because it was their betting program that was already teed up that caused the legal challenge to the federal law passed in 1992. And it's amazing that there wasn't more of an effort before 92 to have state-sponsored sports wagering programs. Delaware back in the 70s had one where the lines were all jacked up and they lost a ton of money and nobody really tried it. Now, however, we have Gambling evolving to the point where it's gone from the daily number, the pick three, the Powerball, the scratch-off tickets, the casinos that are pretty much within driving distance of every NFL city. That was one of the arguments made when the Raiders got the approval to move to Las Vegas. Well, you know, any player on any team can get in his car and drive to a casino. That's still fundamentally different than having casinos everywhere you go walking out of your apartment, your house, wherever, and there's a casino right there. But still, it's true. You can gamble a lot more extensively than you could back in 92 when the Congress tried to prevent the expansion of sports wagering. Now, look for plenty of states to move on this. Six to ten are expected to have sports wagering in place by the time the NFL's regular season begins as many as 30 states within five years will have it. And I think eventually most, if not all, states will have it. There's too much money to not be made. And with each passing day, there's money to be lost by not having sports wagering. And I think that every state where the NFL does business will eventually have some form of sports wagering because the NFL is going to want to allow fans to place real-time bets while at the game. And also, I heard Mark Cuban speaking about this earlier today on CNBC, the idea that because the lag isn't that significant from game action to TV transmission, you'll be able to do a lot of these other bets from your, from your phone while watching at home. Now, I guess it's possible that 
you could work out some sort of a system where you have a buddy who's at the game, and if there's a prop bet based upon run or pass, he can text you, run, you can bet, run. They're going to need to ensure that those kinds of things aren't available to happen. There's always going to be an opportunity, always an opportunity for someone to try to cheat the system. So every state needs to bake in protections. The sports leagues will need to do the same. And that's ultimately one of the concerns as this all unfolds. Right now, we don't know how it's going to unfold. We just know that states will be trying to find a way to make money. And the way you make money is you start the program. And whether or not you pay the integrity fee to the various sports leagues, that's going to be a hot topic. It has been in West Virginia recently. It will be in other states I don't think any state should pay an integrity fee. I think you have a better argument if you're a state that currently has an NFL team or a major professional sports team. But you know what? Nevada has never paid a penny. And I think these sports leagues are going to prey on the states where they think that they can strong arm them into giving them money for nothing because that's really all that it is. So the landscape is going to change. The interest in sports will go up dramatically. Sports media, the media companies that carry sporting events, that cover sports, that provide the information that will supply the basis. And what will happen is you'll have the the media outlets that specifically give you advice on what bets you should place, but also you'll have the other outlets, news outlets like profootballtalk.com, where you will get the, the bits and pieces that you can factor into your final decision-making process based on injuries, for example, who's going to play, who's not going to play, who's likely to play. Information about weather, significant weather events. You know, stuff that we've been doing all along because, let's face it, we all know that gambling has been a big part of the NFL interest and coverage, but it's all been done illegally. Now that it will be done legally, I think there will be a lot more connection between the sports, and the media outlets that cover the sports. So this can go a lot of different ways, but however it goes, a lot of people are going to be making a lot of money, and people who currently are wagering illegally will be able to bet legally. Now, I pointed out at PFT, and I know there's a question coming up from a member of the PFTPM posse on this subject, the issue of your friendly neighborhood bookmaker. For the most part, your bookie is going to get run out of business in any state where gambling is legalized because, you know, it's one thing to look the other way when it's just illegal and the state doesn't do it. Once the state does it, then the state wants to wipe out competition, which means wipe out the local bookie. So actually legalizing gambling hurts the local bookie. There still will be a market for the local bookie when it comes to people who want to gamble on credit. More likely the bookie loses money, though or the bookie will have to entail some muscle to break a few thumbs in order to get paid. But still, there will be risk because the state will be looking to shut down the illegal bookmaking operations and instead funnel that effort toward the state's coffers. And most states won't serve as the house. Most states will be getting a piece of the action while someone else puts up the the risk. Someone else takes on the, the burden of getting it wrong if there is a betting line that gets skewed and and a very real dynamic here. And we're seeing it in Las Vegas with the Golden Knights hockey team. You're going to have fans who 
skew the betting in one direction in a local market. In Pittsburgh, they're going to bet the Steelers no matter what the line is. They're going to bet the Steelers. Bet the Steelers is going to be so hard to get equal betting on both sides because fans of the Steelers are going to have a hard time betting against the Steelers. Now, maybe that's easier in the age of fantasy football, which is kind of screwed up our rooting interests, and you have to compartmentalize your fantasy football interests from your rooting interests, and maybe your gambling interests are in a different box. If that happens, then it shouldn't be an issue, but we're seeing it play out in Las Vegas. We're seeing it, and we're going to see it when the Raiders move there. We're going to see it in every local market, and that's why the house, whatever it is, casino, the state, whatever, they're going to have to have the ability to set the lines in a flexible way so that they can avoid a run on the home team. And also, the other side of the coin, you know, if you're a Steelers fan, you hate the Ravens. So you're going to bet for the Steelers to win, and you're going to bet against the Ravens. So the house is going to need the team the, the Steelers are playing, and they're probably always going to need the Ravens in Pittsburgh. And the same dynamic is going to play out in every NFL city. All right, let's just get to some of these questions. I don't have a lot of time today. I've got some NBC business this afternoon. So I made a call for questions specifically on the gambling issue. Here's one from the PFTPM Posse Twitter account. The writing has been on the wall that this was going to happen, at least for the loyal PFTPM Posse members who have expected this. Why was the NFL not better prepared with a plan to address this immediately and start profiting from it ASAFP? Well, I think the NFL has a plan. And the plan has been to be very careful with this. They don't want the integrity of the game to be compromised. They know that there will be a natural increase in interest in the sport, independent of what they do by way of lobbying state and federal governments. And it appears that what they're going to try to do right out of the gates is lobby the federal government to regulate sports wagering. But the problem is the lawsuit that attacked the federal law that prohibited prohibited wagering on sports at the state level, that law failed and the lawsuit succeeded because of the argument that it falls within the province of the states to decide whether or not they want to have legalized gambling. So I think any restrictions that Congress would try to place on legalized gambling falls into that same problem. You, you can't tell the states what to do. The states have the power to decide what they're going to do. No federal regulatory system is going to matter because what the NFL will do in that setting when they lobby Congress, they'll say, we need an integrity fee. And there needs to be a requirement that 1% of all money handled goes to the NFL nationwide if you have sports betting in a given state in order to compensate the NFL for the enhanced costs of having legalized gambling, which is a load of crap, frankly. This whole integrity fee thing is bogus, but it's easier to lobby the feds to do it. And the feds wouldn't be the ones who are losing the money. This is a, this is a, a gift to the sports leagues. The states are the ones who would be paying the money. So the sports leagues currently, basketball, baseball, have been working at the individual state level. I think the NFL is going to try to lobby at the federal level and see if they can get a nationwide program in place that best protects the NFL's interests. PFTPM Posse via Matthew Farley, what area of the game will be most impacted by nationwide legalized gambling? I think every area of the game will be impacted. I think it's equal because what you're going to have is betting on the outcome of the game with the either the straight odds or five-and-a-half-point favorites or over-unders, the typical bets we've always seen. 
but you're also going to have a wide variety of prop bets. The prop bets we talk about from time to time, who's going to be rookie of the year, who's going to be the MVP, the odds of, of winning the division, the odds of winning the conference, the number of wins over under, five and a half wins for the Browns, 11 for the Patriots. You're going to be able to to do a broad variety of global props, but also, and this is where I think it's going to have the biggest impact, there will be an entirely new universe of betting that you currently don't have because the mechanism isn't in place with your friendly neighborhood bookie to take action on whether the next play is a run or a pass, whether the next play results in a first down, whether the home team scores on this drive, whether the field goal that's about to be attempted is good or no good. And that ability, whether it's in stadium only or in stadium plus while you're watching at home, and I'm sure the NFL is going to try to come up with a reliable way to do this while you're watching at home. If you can do that, then that, I mean, think about it. You, it's, it it's the difference between, it's the difference between betting on a game versus going to a casino, right? If you're just going to gamble on games, you have to sit around and wait. If you're at a casino, you can bet this, you can bet that, you can bet that, you can go over here, you can do this. If you're fully engaged with a game that you're watching, you can bet on every play. And you've got 30 seconds between plays. And, you know, would the NFL get rid of the no-huddle offense to accommodate betting? I I mean, think about how this unfolds. Would the NFL make it harder for teams to put the pedal to the metal to give the fans more time to wager their money? Would they ever consider that? And it would be obvious why they were doing it. And the teams that can run the no-huddle offense effectively, what what do you do? And I can't imagine it ever coming to that. See, that's where the line can't be crossed. There'll be certain things that the NFL can do to accommodate wagering, but there'll be certain things that they just won't do. But I think the entire game will be more significant, but the, the advent of what I've been calling micro-wagering on each given play, I think that's a change that we will see that we currently don't. PFTP and Posse, do you see the NFL improving game day experience for fans by offering gambling during the game? Yes. Prop bets that can be made in the stadium? Yes. PFTP and Posse, the vote was 7-2. to Who and why would they vote against legalized gambling? Look, this I haven't read the opinion yet. And I've seen it was seven to two or six to three. Five is all it takes. And, and very few of these Supreme Court decisions are unanimous. Now, on one hand, the, the conservative viewpoint is it's a matter of states' rights. The progressive viewpoint is there are certain regulations that the federal government should be allowed to impose upon the states. And so that's what this comes down to. It's a matter of states' rights, period. And you're going to have people who disagree. At some point, I'll read the opinion. At some point, I'll read the dissenting opinion. If there is one, concurring opinions, that means the judge voted in favor of the majority but had a different reason for finding that. And there may be limitations. And you scour over everything for clues as to how the Supreme Court, for example, would address a piece of legislation passed by Congress that does attempt to regulate. Maybe there's a language in this opinion that says – Well, even though the federal government can't say no gambling, the federal government can impose reasonable regulations upon a gambling program. Who knows? That'll all be in there. And 
you know, why haven't I read it yet? Because I've been cranking out content all day. I did eight stories in three hours. I did a ninth story after I grabbed some quick lunch, and now we're doing the PFTPM podcast. But I will try to read the entire decision sooner than later and give a full legal analysis of what it means by reading between the lines, by interpreting what's in there. Maybe we can get an idea of where this is all going to go from here. What else do we have here? Uh, PFTPM Posse, will the sale of the Panthers be affected by this ruling? Cuban says values will double. When will that be taken into account for the sale of an NFL team like the Panthers, like now? You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. The price of the Panthers may have may have gone up. And at a time when the NFL is trying to move forward with Jerry Richardson no longer owning the team, what if Richardson goes back to David Tepper, who's emerged as the favorite, and says, sorry, sorry, David, this isn't done yet. Uh, we're doubling the price. And if you don't pay it, someone else will. And that's the other thing, too. If, if Tepper has a bid of 2-6, what if now somebody sees what's happened today and decides it's worth 3-6? That's a good take, PFTPM Posse. Could it screw up the sale of the Panthers? I'll put Darren Gant, who covered the Panthers for 14 years, on this as soon as I wrap up today. PFTP and Posse, how or will legalized gambling affect CBA negotiations? Will the NFLPA want a piece of the action? Players control a large portion of the outcome of the games. Will they have more clout now? Look, I don't know what the players can get. And really, I look at it this way. The NFL can try to get this stupid integrity fee. I'd be shocked. I'd be completely shocked if any of the states agree to give the NFL money for nothing, especially states where the NFL currently doesn't do business. Now, you're going to generate more money based upon the enhanced interest in the game. You'll generate money from, and remember I said last year, within 20 years you will be able to pull up a team's official website and bet on the games. And, and if I had told you 20 years ago that you'd be able to buy scalp tickets and scalp tickets via the team's official website, you'd say, what's a website? And then you'd say, no, that's never going to happen. It's going to be sooner than 20 years because I think that's part of this. And that's how the NFL and the other sports leagues can make money. Not by getting an integrity fee, but by coming up with ways to add value. And you negotiate with the states and you say, look, here, we'll make this available. And you, you can take bets through our website and we get a cut. And you know we're going to have an in-stadium betting system and we get a cut. We're going to supply the technology for it and we get a cut. We're going to let you use our logos. We're going to let you use the shield. We're going to let you use things that are otherwise proprietary, and we get a cut. That's how you do it. Not by just showing up and saying, here's my hand, fill it with money, or else. Or else what? What are you going to do? Not play the games? Because that's the only leverage they have. PFTPM Posse, another good question. Now that gambling is federally legal, will NFL owners be allowed to own and operate casinos or be financially involved in gambling-related entities other than the teams which are now gambling entities. Uh, look, th- that's the thing. You're, the teams now are essentially a casino and they're going to find a way to make money off of that. So are they going to be allowed to expand gambling interests? That, that's why the Roonies had to have a major reshuffling of ownership 10 years ago because the family members in Florida who had horse and dog racing tracks that fell within the permissible bounds of gambling had acquired slot machine interests, I think, that that crossed the line. It's a very very weird gambling policy, but the NFL is going to have to rethink everything as it relates to gambling now that there will be gambling on NFL games and now that the NFL will find a way to make money off it.
Another question from PSTPM Posse. How does the Supreme Court come to a decision like this? Is it very political with lots of lobbying and money behind the scenes directing the outcome like everything else it seems? Do the justices debate publicly or behind closed doors? Here's what happens. The process is completely apolitical other than the fact that the judges who get appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court typically are appointed based upon a guess by the president and the political party that's in power as to whether or not that judge will produce rulings over the course of his or her time on the bench that will mesh with the party's ideals. And there have been judges in the past, Supreme Court judges, who have, once they've gotten the ultimate lifetime appointment, the ultimate tenure, the ultimate apolitical position, they've completely changed. They've double-crossed the presidents. That's been the view. That it was a person who was regarded as conservative. He ended up being liberal. Or someone who was regarded as progressive and ended up being middle of the road. So the politics end once you're on the bench. The political ideology that got you on the bench may linger. So that's how politics gets into it. The politics apply when you are determining who fills the vacancies. Once the vacancies are full, anything can happen. And once a case is filed and once the written briefs are submitted, you have an open argument and the argument is heard by the the nine justices and then they issue a ruling and they do it in their own time and there is no lobbying. It's all done in its own little fishbowl. But the politics happen when it's time to actually put the people on the bench. Let's see what else we have. Should any of the other potential upstart leagues make an announcement after today's ruling, get a leg up by coming out with a plan to fully incorporate gambling into every aspect of their league game? Should they have anticipated this? Look, I think that's why we're seeing the XFL. I think that's why we're seeing the Alliance of American Football. I think there will be more things to bet on. They will need, people will want to bet. So, okay, football season's over. No, football season's just beginning. Hey, football season never ends. And I think the AAF, the goal there is to create a viable developmental league that the NFL will come in and buy. And I think also what the NFL needs to worry about is someone starting a viable league that would compete with the, the NFL. So these are all things to keep an eye on as this all, as this all goes forward because uh, there, there really is a strong possibility that we're going to see more football as... Uh, the, the months and years go by. Now, now look, we, we really, do, I think a lot of it is speculation at this point because we have to see how many states ultimately do adopt betting. And we have to see how, how extensive this is. Right now, this is the very beginning. It's an unwritten book, but I think we all have an idea of generally where it will lead, but we have to see how it all plays out. But I think there will be an opening for other leagues to get involved. Sean Alvashar asks, will states that do not institute legalized gambling put the sports franchises residing within those states at a disadvantage? Well, to the extent that there are ways to make money in the state, like at the stadium during the game, yes, you've got to have legalized gambling in the state where the stadium is. And, and see, I, you know, I've been saying that the integrity fee, maybe that gets paid by the states where the NFL has teams, but you know what? The leverage... For, for those states is, hey, why are we paying you an integrity fee? You're here, and if we, pa- if we don't pass legalized gambling, you're going to lose a ton of money. So why are we giving you an integrity fee? You're going to make your money off of the ability of fans to gamble at the, uh, 
actual location of the uh, of the games. Brady asks, I need prop bets on Sims and King getting the last day of the week on PFT Live ASAP. They're referring to the fact that Chris Sims is going to have three days for PFT Live. Peter King's picking up a fourth day, and a fifth day right now is just going to be me with periodic appearances by stats. One of those two guys is probably going to pick up the fifth day. We've gotten some interest from others who want to pick up the fifth day, but, but I really don't want to have a third co-host. So it's either going to be two days for King or four days for Sims, and I'll have to come up with a creative way to determine who gets the extra day. Brady asks, in your opinion, which state will be the last to legalize sports gambling? I don't know. Would Utah be the last? The, the Mormon? I mean, I'm not, I'm not being a smartass here. I don't know all the chapter and verse details of the Mormon faith, but there's a strong Mormon presence in Utah. And if they're not allowed to gamble, then that may be a state where gambling never takes root. Brady, integrity fee, literally sounds like they knew what they were doing when they coined it, wink, wink, hashtag, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. I mean, look, they, they, it's free. they're putting a hand out for free money, and they're seeing who's dumb enough to put the money in it. Recliner QB, we all know that the NFL has wanted legalized gambling because it means even more huge profits for them, basically across the board. So why have they been so publicly against it? I, I, I don't know. I, they're so concerned about the integrity of the game. But meanwhile, we all know that there's been illegal gambling for as long as the NFL's been around. So I, I don't know what, what this, this position comes from. And now it's been really awkward because the commissioner has said very strongly and clearly he continues to be opposed to gambling, while individual owners understand they're going to make a shitload of money off of this. Recliner QB, do offshore gambling companies have an advantage with their infrastructure and experience now that gambling is legal? Can they just move their operations onshore? I mean, I don't know how any of that's going to work. Now, anybody who is currently engaged in any type of illegal gambling needs to worry about the, the long arm of the law reaching out and shutting them down. But, you know, I, I think the big winners and the ones to watch will be the companies like DraftKings and FanDuel because they already have the infrastructure in place for daily fantasy. They'll be able to make a very easy transition to sports wagering. Recliner QB, how much power did the NFLPA get today? They control the players who control the outcomes. Could they monetize this somehow by consulting with gambling entities or states through some side business? How does this change things for them? You know, I don't know. I mean, look, the NFLPA is going to continue to get roughly half after some deductions are made of everything the NFL makes. I don't know if there's some side business opportunity for the NFLPA here. I, I really don't know. Do they become a content provider? Do they become a conduit for gambling? I, I, I don't know where that goes from here. Recliner QB, when will Florio have a chance to review the opinion and give us a breakdown of the highlights and lowlights since there are no other members of the PFT PM posses that are were lawyers that we know of? I'm going to do that when I can. I can't do it until tomorrow at the earliest. I may not be able to do it until I get home from New York, but I'm going to try to do it. Recliner QB, does this allow for gambling across state lines? For instance, if the local line is way off due to local bias in a state I don't live in, am I allowed to bet on that from my state? I, don't th I think it's all going to be geo-targeted. And you're going to have to go to a physical location and place the bets. Or if there's mobile, when there's mobile betting, it's going to be tied to where you are physically at that time. You're going to have to allow it to check your location and you're going to have to bet according to the laws of the state you're in. Now, you can cross state lines physically and bet there, just like if one state has a casino and the other one doesn't, and you live in the one that doesn't, you cross over and you go to the casino. 
you can go over to the other state and bet. I don't think you have to be a resident of that state to bet there. You can go place the bet there. But to, to cross state lines telephonically, digitally, et cetera, I don't think that works. Recliner QB, what effect will legalized gambling have on the media? I could see reporters as great assets for bookies, casinos, state governments, since they have so much access to NFL team teams and info without the rules that players, coaches, executives, et cetera, have. Look, I've believed for years, and I don't bet at all. And I don't think I'm going to bet. I don't get any enjoyment out of it. I'm way too cheap. I, I've, it hurts me more to lose a dime than it does to win a dollar. I just have no desire to do it because I'm also convinced over time you can't win. But I, I'm convinced there are people in this business who gamble. I, I think it, it gives you an extra little rush. It gives you an extra little kick. You feel like you're, you know more than the average person because you have access to inside information. So I, I think it does happen. And I think more people who are announcers and reporters will bet. And, um, you know, some of them may have true inside information and some may not. But inside information has always, there's always been inside information. The question is, are the bets happening illegally or legally in Nevada? But there's always been inside information. And the injury report doesn't really eliminate inside information. I think that's one area we need to, to look at. Well, they have to revamp the injury report. Will there be more categories? Will you have to rule guys out sooner than 90 minutes before kickoff? I mean, these are all things that, that I think uh, could become a factor because, you know, the NFL has gotten by with just a very superficial policy on, on injuries, which looks like it's comprehensive and fair and proper, but it's really not. Moving forward, they may need something that, that gets the job done a little bit better. Recliner QB, will the rules protections the NFL already has in place be enough to protect the integrity of the game now that gambling will be legal nationwide? What rules could you see them instituting now that the ruling has come down? I think what the NFL needs to do is embrace full-time officials. The, the NFL needs to do everything in its power to show that it's getting the calls right, or at least trying to get the calls right. I think replay needs to be embraced, and I think the NFL should avoid rules that could be subject to interpretation ambiguity, this new helmet rule, you know, hey, sometimes it's the penalty, sometimes it isn't, and if the penalty flag is thrown and it kills a big play and swings the point spread, you're going to have people who, who think that the fix is in. And I think the NFL needs to look at any way that it could be criticized for not properly ensuring the integrity of the outcome, because if there are enough irregularities in that regard, that's when an independent commission arises that will be responsible for overseeing gambling and the sports that provide the gambling, almost like a boxing commission, an athletic commission, that there could be a federal commission, a federal agency that would be responsible for ensuring integrity in pro sports and college sports. That's what we need to be worried about. The Impact 99, how long till we see the first few states give this the green light? I think New Jersey right away, West Virginia, not too far behind. I think Connecticut, there's already been a push. And, and look, if I'm the governor of a state, I'm calling a special session right now. We, we are getting a copy of the New Jersey law, the West Virginia law. We're going to sit down, we're going to draft legislation, and we're going to get this going right now. We're going to put the, we're, you know, we want this now because I don't think the moral impediments are there that existed years ago. I don't think people get bent out of shape about gambling anymore. You're not going to have a bunch of people saying that it's going to result in the downfall of society. There are so many ways you can gamble already. This is just another way to gamble. And actually, it's more fun, right? 
do you want to scratch off a lottery ticket or do you want to sit down and watch a game and have something riding on it? Again, I have no desire to do it and I doubt that I ever will, but I think that people who do buy lottery tickets, who do get that quick rush, that quick shot of, of the, uh, the dopamine that comes from scratching off that last $50 winner, I think that maybe they're going to be far more interested in sports wagering. Sean Alvesher, some suspect that people will be able to bet per play. Wouldn't that be harder to regulate? No, well, actually, I, as I said earlier, you need to be sure that a guy at the game can't text his buddy who's watching on TV the outcome of, well, even if, you, you know, it's going to be, how, how do you limit it? Like, how much lag is there? I, I, I know that sometimes, like, if I'm getting the direct feed of a game at NBC and I tweet something that's happened, people are like, hey, spoiler alert. And sometimes if you're watching DirecTV at home, you're ahead of the cable. I, I don't know what kind of window they're going to have here. But um, at some point, the door has to slam shut. Will it slam shut a little bit later if you're outside of the stadium than if you're in the stadium? These are all things to be determined. But the NFL, I think, is less concerned about that process undermining the integrity of the game because it's all happening as the game unfolds. It's not based on, you know, there's no point shaving. There's no call that could be made that, that would be determined in advance, hey, we need this team to win by six or more points. So I think that the leagues are less concerned play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch, move-by-move, bet-by-bet on problems arising. Matthew L. Farley, when the posse writes a movie based on your life, who is playing you, name, idea, life is rated R. Now, there's not going to be any movie based on my life. And and, uh, George Stephanopoulos, I guess, would need to get into acting. Let's see what else we have here. I need to wrap this up because i got to get over to 30 Rock. Um, Recliner QB, how much does this ruling hurt Las Vegas tourist appeal? I, I still, I, I don't know. I mean, do people, people go to Las Vegas specifically to bet legally on sports? Those people, I guess, would be less inclined to go. I think people go to Las Vegas for other things, though, too. Uh, what else do we have? Let's see, I want, I want to find one really good one. Matthew Farley, was your jacket this morning on PFT Live too big or are your guns just that jacked? I'm telling you, no, no, they were shrinking my clothes. Well, now I shrunk myself, so I'm down 15, so the clothes are, are a little bit bigger than they used to be. Uh, the, the guns aren't what they used to be either. I need to do a little bit, uh, I need to get back into the gym. I got decent definition, just not much mass for an old guy. <sighs> Let's see. What else do we have here? Let's finish with one, one really good one. Scrolling scrolling, favorite place to eat, meh, Steph Boyardee, ask that one another day, I don't know, oh yeah, let me, I'll answer on that one, I, uh, and let's end on that one, and, and I know it's a chain, but I'll tell you, and this is not a blatant plea to get a sponsor, but, but, if, if I was walking the Green Mile, if it was my last meal, I would want a bone-in filet from Ruth's Chris plus an order of Brussels sprouts, family style, but keep your damn spoons out of it. It's all mine, the full order, no sharing. And uh, a couple of spoonfuls of, uh, you know, either mashed potato or some sort of scalloped potato. I'm not real picky on the potato. You need a little bit for a change of pace and maybe, you know, maybe a little, uh, a little uh, corn. Um, but, but give me that T-bone medium, bone-in filet, not T-bone, but the bone-in filet medium on the 500-degree plate and uh, the full order of Brussels sprouts just for me, and then you can take me and kill me. All right, uh, that's it. 
We will do this again tomorrow, low-tech via the phone. Thanks for your questions, excellent questions that are going to require some follow-up, so I like that. And we'll be back at 30 Rock tomorrow for another edition of PFT Live. Chris Sims in Studio Tuesday. Peter King will join me for an hour on Wednesday. Barstool Big Cat PFT commenter for the final half hour of the program on Wednesday. We're also going to have Adam Gase, the Dolphins head coach, by phone. So that's the itinerary for the week. I'll be home Wednesday night. We'll do it again then uh, Thursday, Friday, PFT PM from the usual place. Thank you, as always, for your patronage of the PFT PM podcast. We'll talk soon. You can find the PFTPM podcast on Art19, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, and you will, subscribe for automatic downloads. Leave a rating and review. That'll help new listeners find our show and push us up the charts. Search PFTPM for your evening update from Pro Football Talk. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.